Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm joined by Jasmine Cooper, aka Perennial Sounds. Uh, how are you today, Jasmine? I'm really good. I really appreciate you bringing me on to it's, talk. It's a pleasure. Um, so, I mean, kind of generally where I start is the the interview is sort of your your origin story as such as to how like you um, came to ultimately work in writing soundtracks for video games but your journey through sort of like your musical upbringing and discovery uh-huh okay um so i started my introduction to music primarily started in sixth grade when i joined band um as far as performing it and i started out on trumpet and i hated it because i was last year trumpet and I wanted to switch to trombone, but the guy who was playing trombone was a jerk, and I didn't want to deal with him. And so I was like, you know what? Nobody plays tuba. And so I played tuba from my middle school years all the way through college. I got a music education degree. Um, and through performing, I actually, honestly, band got me into performing, and ironically, I'm doing more performing now which is helping with like composition and writing, which usually helps with that. But as far as composing, um, that started uh, my, I'd say my eighth grade year. My mom got me this PlayStation 2 game, Magic Music Mixer. And I would spend hours on that thing, just creating these tunes. And my mom realized I liked it so much that she got me like two other PlayStation 2 music creating games. And that transitioned, my mom was paying attention, which I appreciate. And that transitioned into her getting me this stope, this cracked version of FL Studios, which <laughs> I still use now. Like I still, I, I'm still using FL Studios to write my stuff. And so, yeah, I'd say eighth grade years when I first started writing things. Um, well, I'd say eighth grade is when I started composing things. And when I started, let me back up. Eighth grade was when I started creating things. I mean, Magic Music Mixer, you use like samples and you edit and add things together. That's still composing. But I'd say really delving into Blank Slate, put something on it, was probably when I was 14. And um, I guess I'd say the next year in ninth grade, when I really started to get an understanding of Fruity Loops and was starting to like really create quote unquote original ideas. And in terms of video game stuff i didn't my first video game i semi-scored was when i was in high school and it was a really really small thing nothing at all interesting but um i did that and it kind of sparked a little it didn't spark anything really i was like oh this is cool i can play guitar for this person um it advanced more when i got into college and i joined this little composer collective (laughs) called uh Ah, something Orbit. I forgot the name of it, but it was me and a few other people. And it was in this little cohort that I realized I actually enjoyed writing music for stuff. And it was through that little composers collective, which disbanded and fell apart. But it was through them that I met someone who had run a Kickstarter. And this, I would say, was my first, I'd say, big game project. It wasn't that big, but to me it was big at the time. But working, this was my first time working with a client who was giving me feedback and was like, rewrite this or try this again. This was a 
this person really knew what they wanted. And so they were picky, but it ended up, it ended up making me create music in a way that I had no idea I could create. And it was after that interaction where I had a developer whose critique made me a better composer. I was like, yo, I love this. And I want to keep going after this. I taught for a while, but I think composing is the first career I've had where I have sought, I have viciously sought after self-improvement versus feeling obligated to improve for other people, which is teaching, professional development, get better so you don't suck for your kids. Um, Yeah, composing is just, I want to get better for me. And uh, I felt like, I don't know, that's, to me, that was pretty powerful experiencing that. And I was like, I want to see if I could do something with it. And so, yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it. That's, yeah. So what yeah. was that? What was the first game that you worked on that you uh, just mentioned? Ooh. So it didn't get released, sadly. Okay. Oh, funny enough. Well, I, I, it didn't get released, but the irony of it is I created music for this game. It disappeared. And then the game recirculates years later as a new title with new music. So, <laughs> which, is, which is interesting. I was like, ah, oh, darn. But I really did appreciate the work I the time I spent with that composer. The first game that I actually composed fully and was released was, well, I'll say big game, was Amber Throne. That was my first um, big soundtrack game release. So that's the um, Amber Throne's uh, turn-based RPG, and it's kind of set in a desert desert world it's like yeah. really, like the art style is really sort of hyper stylized and quite quite unique so in terms of like what was sort of the pitch that you had for that like what was the sort of musical direction that you were given there was none okay. <laughs> which, I, which is very rare aside from it needs to be orchestral but I was very, very lucky that I worked with someone whose art and my sound meshed to the point where when I wrote something, they're like, yeah, I love this. Let's just throw it in. And it, after having it thrown in the game and me listening to it, I was like, oh, I think it works too. So yeah, I feel like those are rare (laughs) in this career. Yeah. And and from that, so obviously if you did, if the um, developer didn't like have any specific requirements, is there any sort of thing you were thinking of, like any sort of styles or artists you wanted to kind of pull bits from the when you looked at the visuals of the game you think would fit or is it is it just inspired by the game itself it's a mixture like there are definitely there are definitely there were definitely areas in the game that made me um think about pieces i've heard before that inspired me to create it for example there's one area in Amber Throne. It's it's a sunken city. It's basically filled with water. <clears throat> but when I was creating it, it made me think of uh, a tune from Final Fantasy twelve. Um, don't remember. I don't remember what it was called, but it had a very aqueous sound and it used a, uses voices and it had this very like cavernous type of timbre to it. And I was like, yo, I to me this mood fits with this. Yeah. And so I ended up creating a piece that was inspired by that so yeah there were instances where in the game i was like yo this makes me think of this i think it would fit perfectly let me use that inspiration to write something for this game yeah that's i mean i do think like underwater or 
has a very specific sound that you kind of want to emulate. I mean, I've, I've guessed in different situations, but like that sort of game as well, like an RPG, you can imagine like the Sunken City. It's like a very sort of idea and it's easy to like listen to something else and be like, yeah, that, but kind of the same sort of vibe, yeah. but not necessarily that. So, I mean, I, I mean, based upon what you're saying, I'm assuming you were like before working on, on games, you were a, a gamer in inverted commas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's what yeah. sort of what sort of games would you enjoy playing or is it a case of everything Probably when i was young it's it's changed now oh. but younger it was heavily jrpgs yeah. so i was final fantasy fangirl i enjoyed playing well kind of one title from arc the lad Twilight of the spirits really good game really great soundtrack um what is that? Valkyrie Pro- Valkyrie Profile was another one. But yeah, just basically JRPGs. I loved reading at the time, and JRPGs was a great way of just taking a book and making it playable. Yeah. And so I really gravitated yeah. to those. And is it is it similar sort of thing now? I mean, I know for myself getting older, you don't have as much time for JRPGs, <laughs> so you have to kind of fill it with other things. But is I mean, do you still get time to play games as much or...? I do, but I realize my in, my interest level has fallen drastically. So a lot of I feel like such an old lady, but right <laughs> now a lot of what I play are point and click games. Yeah. So I've basically just taken out the JRPG and just stuck with the book. <laughs> and, but um, but, on, but honestly, indie games there have been some RPGs that I've been interested in, and they've primarily been in the indie realm because I know they won't take 100 hours to complete yeah i remember there was one game i was playing um I forgot what the name of the game was it was a jrpg but i literally started that thing my senior year of high school i did not finish it until my senior year of college and i was like yeah after that i was like yeah this is there's no point in playing these anymore i do find like whenever there's a game so like you see like a trailer or something oh that looks really good and then you go online go to the how long to beat website and put it in it's like a hundred hours like no no no. Uh, no i get excited yeah i get excited when i see triple a i'm like nope (laughs) don't have the time (laughs) so uh the fun part of being an adult (laughs) (laughs) having your time just sapped away from you but nah like i said i think it's also focus and i think maybe because i spend so much time working and looking at a screen i don't want to spend more time looking at a screen so if I'm playing after an hour and a half, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm gonna go off and do something else. So and that's it. But with me, it's like, it's a similar sort of thing. I kind of have to find games. I can drop in and out of for like half an hour at a time. Yeah. And just, yeah, the, the days of me waking up and sitting down and playing a game for like all day or something are long gone. My, my brain oh, can't yeah. even compute with that anymore. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> So, I mean, following on from the Amber Throne, I mean, I looked through your um, website and the games you've worked on. There's kind of a few that I picked out. Um, so the next sort of one, I think chronologically, but I may be wrong, um, Aldrich Hunter. So that's like a Lovecraftian-themed puzzle platformer. I, mean, I did notice, not necessarily feel-wise, but like a, kind of had like a similar sort of instrumentation set to the Amber Throne. In terms of that, so I mean, was that was that just it fitted that game style and how it kind of came about? Actually, um, as far as the music is concerned, I was listening to a lot of 
Cornog at the time. It's this really awesome Britain Celtic band. And when I realized that this was going to be taking place in kind of like a renaissance, like a renaissance kind of medieval esque type area, I was like, yo, I just want to make music like them. <laughs> and so that's, that's what it ended up turning out to be. And so I, I will say a lot of the music in Eldritch Hunter sounds similar to a section in Amber Throne. Yeah. Uh, Goldwood area. And I used a lot of the same instruments, instrumentation and actually played the same instruments. And so I'm definitely not surprised that uh, you you feel a similar you feel similarities between the two, um, but yeah, it's primarily me on tin whistle and guitar, and then me playing cups and stuff around my house. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a bit like obviously you mentioned sort of your your origin of writing music was like Fruity Loops, um, FL Studio, and then sounding like with all the real instrumentation and stuff it's kind of gone full circle to recording literally anything if you're using cups and stuff from around the house yeah <laughs> i mean it, yeah with with that sort of i mean obviously those sorts of soundtracks you w- want to try and use as much real instrumentation as possible especially if you're trying to emulate like you know like a a Celtic kind of theme and stuff like that so i mean is yeah. that is that something you prefer doing or is that just a case-by-case basis if the soundtrack calls for it like using as much real instrumentation Mm -hmm. as possible i realize i do prefer it and i guess the reasoning behind that has definitely changed um i preferred it at that time because i realized that video game music was starting to incorporate more live instrumentation and i was like well if i want to have a service that's competitive I should probably start using more real instruments. And so I was like, you know what? A lot of the time with, just preface, a lot of the time with the game, the soundtracks that I work on, there's usually a particular aspect of composing that I realize I need to improve on. And so I use a soundtrack to let that be, okay, use a soundtrack to improve on this. And Eldritch Hunter was me saying, you need to get better at recording more live instruments so that you can get better at incorporating it into your soundtrack because it improves the quality of, you know, your work. And so I was just like, we're gonna, I'm gonna record as much as I possibly can for this. And so that was my reasoning for that. And now it's definitely a case by case basis. basis. Although a lot of the works that I'm doing now are more on the realistic side of things. And so recording is, necessary but i do like it i feel like did i answer the question i think i did yeah yeah i I, I do feel as well like and again this is going back a long time ago when i used to have time to write music it's like i did always prefer actually recording something rather than just you know playing on a midi keyboard and then moving the notes slightly and stuff yeah it just it just feels like a a more organic way of making music but Again, yeah. I, guess, I guess that comes down to people. I know people, you get people that love the electronic side and then they make algorithms to make drum loops and weird stuff like that. And yeah. that's, that's also can be can be fun if you're that way inclined. <laughs> yeah, and I think for me too, I realized when I am composing, if I have a, the instrument there so I can explore the sounds of the instrument, it does help me as a composer too. So I think using instrument having live instruments around definitely helps get my creative 
juices flowing a lot better than if I was more on the electronic side of things. Maybe that would change if I had the, um, I forgot what it's called, but the electric thing, the... Uh, Synthesizer? Yeah, if I had like a synthesizer, <laughs> if I, you see how much electronic music I do, but if I had like a synthesizer in person, it might be different because I could turn knobs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely work better when I can mess with the instrument and kind yeah. of explore what it can do. I mean, I'm guessing from like your sort of like composing start point, if you're to write a piece for, you would start with a real instrument, like whether it be guitar or piano or whichever your preferred is to start kind of write it at that point rather than sitting at a computer and doing it that way. If I can, I, I it definitely works better if I can. Like, even though, like, when I started composing, that was literally what I would have to do, though, is, like, sit at a computer and be like, okay, what do I want? And then click and drag things. I think for a majority of Amber Throne, I clicked in everything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But now, like, I play everything in with my piano, and it, it feels a lot better. I guess it's, it's, I guess, like, it's a give and take. Like, if if I focus on playing things, I'm kind of bound to my proficiency level but when I was clicking everything in it was literally whatever my mind wanted and then I I click it out and then I play it and then I decide is this playable now I play it and then I have to ask myself is this too easy and then I have to complicate it <laughs> so I guess yeah it's two, two, two different ways to approach it but I think I do prefer this way yeah Especially, I think, if you've had, like, I mean, I don't think many people were kind of bought up musically with electronic composing and stuff, but, I mean, it might be the case more people, like, their first introduction to music is now, here's an app on a phone or something like that. Whereas, no, you're right. Yeah, learning, like, an instrument and then it's kind of the way you 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 associate with it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 I could agree with that, yeah. So uh, some of the other games you've worked on, so, I mean, this, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but is it Seal Fledge? Yeah, no, yeah. you got it, for that, sure. Excellent. So that's, um, I mean, that's kind of quite a departure from the other two games. It's a futuristic, well, very futuristic daughter raising simulator, which as a genre of game, I didn't realize existed until I saw this. But I mean, music wise, <laughs> it's kind of very upbeat sort of synth poppy music. So that's kind of quite different from the other other games you've worked on so i mean how 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 did you get your head around sort of getting into that sort of genre and area of music um so i guess first i feel like i always leave with a story but the the developer that i worked with on cl fledge is actually a developer i've worked with for a, a couple other games uh nusikana is one and we have very similar tastes in music and so with with this particular game, we kind of bounced ideas around about how we wanted to kind of segment the music up based on how your daughter is raised. And to kind of get a good idea of that, um, we basically threw genres out and then I just tried to get as many references as I possibly could. I made a YouTube playlist and then I just listened to them as much as I could like practice creating different sounds. I mean, a lot of it is just finding references or a lot of it was finding references and then just 
practicing making tunes in that style. So there are a lot of tunes that I started writing before I actually started working on the soundtrack just to kind of get in the headspace of this is how the harmonics work for this. Or if you're going to write in this genre, this is kind of how you need to work with, like with the synth sounds and creating the drum patterns because for CL Fledge, essentially uh, I focused on three genres and each genre plays during a certain uh, time in your daughter's life. And I'd say out of all of them, the first one was the synth poppy stuff, which I don't typically, I don't do a lot of that. That was really fun to do, but definitely a lot of studying on my end and practicing and sucking and failing, which is <laughs> great. And then the, that's for when she's young. When she's older, that one was like jazz orchestral music inspired by like 70s yeah. anime. And I love that stuff. But after studying it, I was like, this is hard. Like these, like they are effing amazing. How like, just like all the listening I was doing, I was like, oh my God, like these guys are just so effing great. Like I'm supposed to write this. But again, it was just like a lot of trial and error. So that one was also, I'd say, very challenging for me, very rewarding, but very challenging. And then the middle section was inspired by Cassiopeia. Uh, and the lead developer's dad literally brought him up on that. But for me, that was easy because I love prog rock. And so trying to get into that, that was probably the easiest part of the soundtrack for me to make because it was just like jazz, 70s stuff, riff on, riff on guitar, fun leads. But it, yeah, it was just a lot of studying and practicing before I even started writing. And I will say for games that I write or any project that I do now, I typically do start like that. We kind of get an idea of what we want. And then I come up with ideas to see if I'm close to the sound that the developer and I think works best. And then when we're kind of like, yep, this is it. Then I just start writing the soundtrack. And by that time I've internalized enough of the music to be able to stay in line with what we want. So. I mean, I like the idea of um, the set of section you said that was kind of like inspired by Cassiopeia. Cause it's like, I just imagine when I listen to that, trying to think of it in a technical sense and like breaking down all the, the elements of the sort of craziness that goes on. And it's like, okay, if you just listen to it as a bit of music, it's like, it's, it's a bit out there. But then when you go like, oh, well, this is, this is doing this and then the guitar's off doing that and it's like but it somehow fits together and it's like just organized madness and it's so cool <laughs> yeah 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 like I, yeah we put it like that I, I feel like that's really fun too just taking something and really finding the intricacies intricacies that make it complex you're kind of like ah oh, it's basically i guess I, I see composing as taking a puzzle breaking it down and then using those pieces to create a new puzzle and it's really fun yeah to me yeah that's a cool way of looking at it i mean there's different ways you can approach it as well but especially if that's that sort of thing it's like you kind of know the feel in it once in a in a piece you're writing mm -hmm. and then you can kind of get like other examples it's like what makes me feel you know i don't know the the emotion that this is trying to make me feel from these songs which is it specifically and then you know pulling them apart and then making your own thing with those pieces yeah yeah, it's cool. Very, very, I felt that got very profound <laughs> briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I try from time to time, not really. <laughs> I do. And then sometimes listen back to myself and it's like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I love one of the games. I think this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong again, but the most recent game you've worked on that's been released, Gigabuster. Yeah. So that's, um, well, it's heavily, it's like heavily, uh I mean, I think I think the developer references this, so it's like kind of like heavily inf- influenced by Mega Man X sort of style yeah. gameplay. And I mean, that's again just judging by when I was listening to the soundtrack on Bandcamp and the different instrument credits on it. It's another very live instrumentation. I mean, mm. from from the bits I picked up, it's kind of almost quite. I mean it's quite rocky like so there's bits of it that's quite heavy at times I mean in terms of that like I always find in my head it's like video game music it's like because it's almost like very programmed and like fits sections nicely and stuff to have like a you know a kind of noisy rock band vibe trying to fit that into a very section programmed game it's like trying to two two kind of different things it's like with, with the with that soundtrack is it like reactive in any way or is it just a case of in each zone section level that it kind of like plays through the the track mm-hmm. or because it's that it's definitely like a slap in and go yeah. so there's not a lot of um musical programming happening yeah so yeah i feel like that's the only way that that would make it work otherwise it'd be way too chaotic yeah that's if things being treated. yeah <laughs> ah yeah 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 so what was the sort of um like musical influences and sort of pitch for for that soundtrack initially um the initial influence was fooly cooly okay and then as development kind of continued forward it became more of fooly cooly but then mixed with like Sonic, oh, what's that? Sonic Mania. And so, like, going less heavy rock, but then incorporating, I don't want to say cartoonish, but um, I guess rock can get really serious. And so kind of rounding off those edges to soften it up a bit, kind yeah. of adding a more comedic, I don't want to say comedic, but <laughs> just, a more a more animated fun more thank you more fun feel (laughs) to it and that's and even though that was kind of what we wanted it i think we realized after the fact that we could have gone a bit more fun (laughs) because it 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 definitely ended up being more on the serious side at least near the end yeah and this is the same developer for amber throne and we kind of did the same thing there like the, the music at least when we think about at least nothing about the subject matter, Amber Throne. I mean, I feel like the music was pretty serious. So, okay, compared to Amber Throne, this is definitely less serious, but we definitely could have been a, we could have been a lot more fun with it. <laughs> but hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes, I mean, that's kind of, it's hard to look at it if you're writing the music and then there's the game as like almost two separate things. It's hard to look at it as one thing until it's actually at that final point. And it's like, yeah, oh, we well, can... that is my job. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think it's one of those things too where I would say it's not that it didn't fit, but 
in terms of tone, we were, we realized it, the soundtrack fits, but if we were to do it again, we would definitely err on the side side of a bit more fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think we're both we're both happy with it. I'm happy with it. But yeah, if we had a second go around, we would definitely soften soften it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to I think what you were saying at the the very beginning with sort of you see every every soundtrack or like every bit of work as sort of a learning opportunity to develop as well. So, yeah, if yeah. you if you do it and it's perfect, it's a bit like what now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. What is perfection? Yeah. No. So, uh, with yourself, what's um, just from general terms like your general musical influences and what do you kind of listen to on a day to day basis? Um, I'd say it's really cliche to say, but I do listen to everything. Yeah. I do listen to everything. But if I do, if I were to say where my preferences tend to lie, lay, however you say that, it definitely is more so into genres of music that do have an element of jazz and not jazz in terms of like saxophones but like jazz harmonies i, I really yeah. love things are a bit more dissonant and discordant and i also love math math music stuff so i'm a huge fan of prog rock anything that deals with like different meters and stuff like that huge fan of it i'm really big on metal like Meshuga yeah. and uh chips banner and all that stuff so i my like I'm really big on rock. Rock is like my baby. Um but I do I do try and dabble in or listen to as many things as I I possibly can just because I don't know, I love I love expanding my horizons musically. And as far as like composers, I a lot of the composers that I do like tend to be Japanese. I'd say my two favorite would be Yoko Kano and Masashi Hamauzu, like a lot of people. But they're really freaking good at what yeah. they do. So, yeah. I mean, so when you were saying about um, music that's like in different meters and stuff and then mentioned Mashuga, I spent, I think it was like a half an hour long YouTube video of someone explaining the drum pattern from <gasps> the track. Oh, is it Bleed? Bleed? But it's like, it's not even, so like when I think of like Matthews, like, oh, two different instruments are playing two different time signatures. And it's like, mm. oh no, this is like the cymbals are in a different time signature and the snare and tom and bass drum are in a different time signature. It's like, it how, is how do you do that? It is, it is insane. There's one, granted, it has nothing to do with time, but there's one song that they do. I don't remember the name of it. I, the Sugar, I, I love them for their drummer. Their drummer is freaking amazing. But there's one song where drummer's doing straight like 16th note patterns high speed for like two minutes straight and then it breaks i'm just like oh my god this is delicious and then when it breaks it's so powerful sorry i love michelle but just effing effing ah i love them i like i said i love them really really effing love the drummer but yeah it's crazy there's another there's a musician that i loved uh tigran hamasian um and i love his stuff as well it's like prog jazz prog rock and jazz combined and he like he makes a lot of the stuff that he does is in five but it sounds like it's in one yeah, okay but if you were to but if you were to slow it down 
he's playing in five so fast that it just feels like quarter notes, but it's one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. And, but it's just beautiful and it's great. And yeah, so I just love that stuff. I mean, I think I, oh God, we're going back about probably 13 years when I went to see Sugar live. And it was just like, I didn't like, I'd listened to him, but not massively like went and saw him live. And I was just, I spent like the whole hour and a half set just like gawping at the drummer doing so it's like how are you how like i can't even like my if i try and play ah. drums my hands and legs can't like do different things and it's like you're you've got like just just like in awe of this guy absolutely destroying a drum kit but somehow um. melodically and nicely kept everything in time and just uh, yeah it's it's amazing I do, I do find like especially. I I think it's because I can't play drums, maybe. But like when I see go and see drummers live, and some of them that are just playing ridiculous stuff, it's just like I spend the whole gig just watching them. I think it's I think it's probably jealousy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's that. I know, like similar to you, if I go see a band, I generally look at the bassist and the drummer because mm. for me, if the bassist is sick there's probably a good chance that the band is sick and if the bassist and the drummer are sick oh then that means this band's got to be amazing so yeah it's definitely a good a good indicator I and mean, there's there's several things i do like really like bad nerdy gig etiquette for like it's like oh let's go and look at the guitarist pedal boards let's go and look at what <laughs> have. and then it's just then spend it watching the drummer he's like oh your equipment is literally things you hit with sticks but <laughs> no disrespect oh, for drummers that have their, <laughs> have really expensive drum kits and stuff like that that aren't just things you hit with sticks but yeah literally got four things that cost as much as the guitarist's <laughs> pedal board but no one will ever know yeah. <laughs> no one i just remember it's like oh i'll just look at how much symbols are out of curiosity it's like they're a lot of money <laughs> yeah i can only yeah i've never thought about I'm so used to playing because I play tuba. I'm just like, this one thing is super expensive. I never even considered that a drum set would be like, could be, you know, a tuba per piece. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave the drummers to their, their thing. <laughs> they can, they can do it because they do it well. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you on that. So, uh, kind of moving on from like your, um, like influences and things, in terms of soundtracks, is there a soundtrack like either game or film or TV that you would have loved to have kind of been in the studio while it was being made, kind of like to see see the process and the thought that went behind it? So many. Uh, I'd I'd say I'd say a couple. I would I would love to know I would love to be in the studio with Austin Winery when he made his work for Banner Saga. Yeah. I, I I think he did like such a stellar job on that soundtrack. And I feel like the sounds that he used were so were were very uncanny to me. I don't know if that's the correct word, but de- I would definitely have liked to be around when he was working on that and then i'd also say um on masashi hamauzu for final fantasy 12 like i that's probably one of my top five gaming soundtracks is final fantasy 12 and so i would definitely would have loved to have been an intern 
with him while he was working on that soundtrack 100 percent. yeah i mean weirdly final fantasy 12 is one of the ones that i've played the least and I feel bad for that. <laughs> no, please don't. Final Fantasy XII is probably one of the Final Fantasy games that are is, that is the least liked. And I mean, I didn't hate it, but I, Final Fantasy XII is my favorite. I, I, I don't have a lot of favorites, but Final Fantasy XII is my favorite Final Fantasy soundtrack of the games that I've played. Yeah. So, I think as well, it's that was I. I get confused because obviously eleven was the online one so it's kind of it doesn't really count in my yeah. head um but was was that the first one that didn't have um uh, naburu matsu matsu doing the soundtrack yeah he he wasn't uh he didn't he wasn't the i guess the primary composer for that yeah. soundtrack yeah so i think yeah i mean even even that, like even playing up to Final Fantasy fifteen, there's still a very much a, a Final Fantasy soundtrack, even if it's a different composer doing it. But it's definitely yeah. I feel feel sometimes maybe it's if you're if if someone was to be given like, Oh, you're writing it for Final Fantasy well, seventeen now it probably will be. Sixteen's <laughs> probably done, but you kind of almost feel obliged that you've got to make it sound like a Final Fantasy soundtrack, but then still do your own different things yeah i i would definitely agree to that and i guess the interesting thing too is like honestly each final fantasy sound when a new composer is on the final fantasy soundtrack you can hear it yeah um because i know what um 11 not 10 which one is it uh there's a one that uh, that uh sakimoto did i think it's sakimoto oh um it wasn't 10 i think it's it no, it wasn't ten two. Yeah. It it was it was it came before it came. Was it Final Fantasy? Let me. I need to know this. Final <laughs> Fantasy. No. Okay. So yeah. Final Fantasy eleven. What's the one with um the bunny lady? <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. We're gonna find this. All right. I, I was wrong. I said Final Fantasy twelve. I meant Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh... Final Fantasy thirteen has my favorite soundtrack. Final Fantasy twelve has a really effing good soundtrack, and that's the one that's by Sakimoto. Yes. Like if you were to put, I feel like if you put Nobuo's work with Sakimoto's work with Masashi's work, you can definitely hear the difference. I feel like Square Enix is really good at getting the composer that they need to fit whatever the game is. Yeah. Because I think futuristic, realistic stuff, Masashi effing kills it. But the stuff that's a lot, that feels a lot more medieval Final Fantasy, I think Sakimoto always yeah. knocks it out of the park as well. So, yeah, I think Square Enix does a really good job of saying this is the look and feel, this composer is going to, this is the composer that we need for it. Mm. And I think that kind of goes down to. I mean, even like Octopath Traveler and a lot of the other mm. other games, they just I don't I can't think of a Square Enix game that doesn't have a good soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I actually good. found one. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say not even good, like I mean a like amazing soundtrack, like they're all so well done. Yeah. There was one that I found there's a mobile game, uh Final Fantasy Brave Exuvius. Yeah. I found that one by accident. Effing phenomenal. I was surprised and I was like, this music is for a mobile game? 
y'all got too much money. But, <laughs> but I was like, this is this is I gorgeous soundtrack. So yeah, they I think they've got a good year for talent and knowing where to place it. Definitely. I mean, I think I, I don't know how like how true the story is but obviously well i think it's fairly true but like the original final fantasy was the game that pretty much saved square as a company that's the that's the one i believe so yeah. if that's false then so spread lies we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, i'll get tagged as like misinformation or something now. <laughs> so is there any um games you're playing at the moment that you're particularly enjoying no, <laughs> oh, that's bad to say. <laughs> the games that I'm playing are the ones that I am currently working on. Ah, okay. But I will say there is a game publisher. Okay, game developer, Wajidai Studios, Wajidai Games. And I've been playing a lot of their stuff. It's point and click, point and click yeah. games. But they do have a game that they recently released i don't remember the name of it but it looks like this weird dark fan strange land and i do want to play that and there's 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 a game i've been kind of fading in and out of um disco elysium yeah and i don't know maybe one day i'll finish that (laughs) but i've also i've been playing that game off and on as well which i really like it i just need to sit I, I, i i do too much and then when I do have time off, I'm still doing too much. So <laughs> I need to do less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely need to play Disco Elysium. It's one that's like on the list that people keep saying. And then it's another one that's like, <sighs> I don't know if I can do... I, I know it's not particularly long, but I'm at the point where it's like, I don't think I can start another game without finishing some more at the minute. No, I get you on that. So we'll go on to the the section I call quick fire questions. So it's just some simple questions and kind of the first thing that comes to mind with them. So no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but also I know picking favourites isn't an easy thing. Um, so appreciate there's probably going to be more than one answer for most of them. But if, uh, so first one is your, your favourite video game of all time. I do not have a favorite video <laughs> game of all time, but if mm, okay, I'll just pick a category. Uh, probably one of the most memorable video games I've played that still stick with me today is Space Channel Five. Amazing soundtrack, like effing great soundtrack. It's a music-based rhythm game. They have Michael Jackson in it at a certain point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's actually a point in the game where I think you do, I think you do say ee or you do do like the Michael Jackson kind of like crotch thing. But it's <laughs> mute. The music though is effing stellar. Big band, live funk stuff, effing great. So yeah, honorable mention. I'll say that one. Excellent. I mean, it's one that anyone that has a dreamcast or ps2 is a game i'd definitely recommend people picking up because it's so much fun and also very crazy in its own way uh, yeah like <laughs> ridiculous like do that high i feel like i'd be a ride <laughs> so and then your what is your favorite artist band of all time 
I do not have a favorite <laughs> artist or band of all time, but I will say someone that I am listening to heavily and am really enjoying someone that I am watching and whose career I am really enjoying watch rise and explode is Kevin Pinkin. I've become a really big fan of fan of his work. And I like eagerly look forward to the next things, the next set of things that he puts out. Yeah. And the next question, I think you may have already answered, but your favorite game soundtrack of all time. Okay. I do like final fantasy. Thirteen a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's up there, but I will say um, soundtracks that I consistently go back to for inspiration and to just re-listen to would definitely be Final Fantasy Thirteen and Ark the Lad Twilight of the Spirits. I will often go back and listen to those two soundtracks, and I'm still consistently amazed at like just the compositions and the work that went into them i mean at lads the series i don't know if i don't know if it's one that wasn't released in europe originally but it's one that mm. i've not really got much knowledge of and it's like one i need to visit but i mean is that was that the that one on ps2 it, it was and like there are there are Apparently there are were a bunch of Arthur Lad games. I'd never heard of them. This was the first one that I had ever played. But I freaking really enjoyed the story and the soundtrack left a really big impression on me. But yeah, this is the only Arthur Lad game that I've ever played. Okay. Yeah. I do feel like there was especially like the the 90s there was this sort of void in europe of all these really good jrpgs oh. <laughs> and it's like not only only since like the int- like internet use became more common you kind of realize what you missed out on it's like oh we didn't get uh, we didn't get chrono trigger we didn't get final fantasy Tactics. holy crap i didn't realize yeah, so it's only, really yeah it's only until like wow. they've been re-released like i think like chrono trigger they had the ds one and final fantasy tactics was on the psp but that the only other way you could play them is if you know you knew you got a, a dodgy copy from from someone wow yeah. i had no idea yeah. see it's obviously much better now because the, the regional thing doesn't seem to exist but yeah, yeah. There's, there's there was lots we missed out on earthbound was another one and oh wow so, yeah dang okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's like well, it's like that that's the other thing as well it's just like oh there's all these jrpgs that are being released that are massive but there's also all these other ones that i haven't played yet and it's like ah oh, don't, uh, don't have time for this <laughs> sadly <laughs> okay. and then then in a, a, a similar um soundtrack thing your favorite film and or tv soundtrack same answer but um i'll say uh one that i one that instantly comes to mind of a of a soundtrack i've watched before and then one that i'm watching currently i'm a really really big fan of the dark soundtrack for uh that tv series i think the composer did a um spectacular job on that and i actually also really like the soundtrack for severance Okay. Then um yeah, I actually 
yeah, I like the soundtrack for that. There've been there were quite a few times where I was listening. I was like, ah, okay, I like the placement of this. I like this melody. And if you were my sister, you'd know how aggravating I, it can be watching television shows with me. Because I'm like, oh, my God, do you hear this? This is the music they're using? We have music here? So, yeah, I feel like Severance, the music has been – I've enjoyed the music that's been created, and I think it's well-placed, too. Yeah. So. I've not watched it yet, so that'll be a, another thing on the massive list of stuff to do. I highly recommend it, and I, I don't feel bad. Like, oh, well – telling you not to feel bad. My sister and my mother watch show, so many shows and I love it when my sister doesn't recommend me stuff because we both like the same things. So if she recommends it, that means I'll probably watch it. I'll probably like it. So now I got to find time to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I always find there's those few people that recommend something. It's like, oh, I know this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's that sadly. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> the final question of the quick fire question your favorite individual piece or song from a game soundtrack? Mm, same answer as all the others. Favorite piece, yo. Okay, I will say it's not a favorite piece, but a, a tune that I do come back to a lot that I'm, I was sure the name of it. It's from Final Fantasy. Oh man, uh, now I don't know if this is <laughs> I don't know if I want to put this one. Well, no, nah, I always come back to it. I don't know if I remember the name of it. Give me, give me like. Okay, that's oh, not a name. <laughs> ah, okay, <laughs> there we go. All right, so Desperate Struggle from Final Fantasy Thirteen. I, I think this is the right one. It's a mid-boss battle theme. Something tells me this isn't right. I don't think it's right. <laughs> okay. The mid-boss theme from Final Fantasy XIII. Try to think. You've, you hear this boss battle when you're in, like, this little forest area and you got to beat this big old thing. That probably doesn't help anybody who listens. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm a really big fan of that tune. I love the piano part that's in it. literally sounds like this chaotic soloing on piano. I don't know. It's great. But I'd say this song I can't name is a song that I'd use for this question. Excellent. I mean, I'll have to, I'll try, have to try and dig it out and find it. I mean, again, it's like it's been a long time since I tried playing Final Fantasy Thirteen, so I can't even envisage the bit you're on about. So, okay, I feel so okay. I know it's. I know, okay. I give me one second. I know I can find this. Saber's Edge. Okay, ah, that's what okay. it's called. All right, Saber's Edge. That is the song. I really, really freaking love love that that piece. It's really good. Not a favorite, but it's a really good piece. Excellent. I mean, I, I want to listen to the sound of the crazy piano solo. Sounds Yeah, I, I love it. Wonderful. So. Delicious. <laughs> nice. Um <laughs> so we've talked about your 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 past and your present. So um I mean, as as far as I could find through various things, there's two games that you're working on at the minute that I can see. So there's Gecko Gods, which is an island exploration game where you play as a gecko. So yes, how, how's that coming along? What what should we expect from the sort of sound of that soundtrack? Um, I'd say we're going for very open 
I don't want to say. I feel like initially a lot of people gave reference towards Breath of the Wild, and yeah. then we realized we don't want more of that. <laughs> but it's definitely <laughs> going to have this open feel to it. Uh, and, like, I feel like I'm doing a horrible job of this. But <sighs> we're thinking open, light, airy, and not open, light, and airy. There we go. Yeah. Open, light, airy, and randomized. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, really excited. We're trying to randomize it as much as we possibly can to kind of help with keeping that openness, but things not feeling so open that it feels empty almost. But it's what we really want is a really good balance of music and sound design because we really want the feeling of being outdoors and exploring nature as a gecko to shine through and we don't want the music to overpower that so it's a we're working a really nice balance of both of those elements yeah that sounds cool and that's is that due out next year hopefully that's hoping yes hopefully next year (laughs) the plan so we'll obviously see and i mean that's um is that just going to be on steam or is that going to be on other platforms nintendo switch it's on switch as well yeah excellent and then there's there's already a steam wishlist page for that if people did want to wishlist it i never know if if the switch equivalent of that works or what point games go on the switch eShop. i have no idea either (laughs) so (laughs) But yeah, um, what, I, what I normally do is I'll pop like a link to all the stuff in the episode description as well so people can find find the developer and stuff from there as well and keep up to date okay. if they are interested. And the, oh, the, that's cool. The other one I, I saw was uh, Kindred Fates, which is an open world monster battling slash befriending slash team building JRPG. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so what what um what could we expect from that music wise? That one's definitely gonna be on the orchestral side. Yeah. So yeah, definitely think what you would feel a standard JRPG soundtrack would be. And I, I don't wanna make it sound like this is gonna be your run of the mill JRPG yeah. thing. But it's orchestral, definitely. More nice. so just that. Yeah. And that's scheduled of not not next year, the year after twenty twenty four, I think the release date. scheduled. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying twenty twenty four seems bizarre, and it feels like we've slipped into some future dimension. I know it's in the future. Yeah. But it, just, it, it seems so far away, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like literally, like we're trying to get through this month. Can't even <laughs> yeah. imagine another year and a half year and some change but yeah <laughs> so is there any any of the um games or any of the work you've got coming out in the future anything you're working on currently um i've written so there's the game mix Lumi that i've written for i've created a sound pack for that essentially you can create sound packs from Mixalumia, and other people can too, and you can switch it out. So, which is really cool. There's like this community aspect to Mixalumia, and the developer Dave has made, I'd say, core core packs for people to play, and he's hired me and another composer, Josie Breckner, 
to create packs for. Um, I've created one pack and I'm currently finishing up another and it should be a winter release. So I have that. And aside from that, it'll literally just be Gecko and Kindred for a bit. Yeah. That's cool. And in terms of if people wanted to keep up with yourself um, and the works you've got, is Twitter your best place or website? I'd say Twitter. I guess that's pending, depending on what happens (laughs) with it. But Twitter for now, I'm trying to, a lot of the composers are trying to figure out if we have to jump ship where we're going to be jumping to. And I should probably figure that out. I have been doing a really bad job of being on social media. But for now, I'd say Twitter is definitely the best place. Excellent. So Yeah, we're in that odd state of, I mean, I think in the space of two weeks, people told me to need to go on Mastodon and then co-host and now Hive. And it's like, I don't know what any of these things are. I was going to say Mastodon in my head is either a dinosaur or the metal band and now it's a social That's media. That's what I thought of. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, when I saw it yeah, trending, I was like, I was like oh, they yeah. got a new album, they got a new album. Oh, yeah. no, it's a new social media. I'm like, media. all these people know Mastodon? They're saying they're great? I'm like, y'all are late. Like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, it's a social media platform. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to let the composers that I know kind of sort that out. And then when I see where they're going, I'll just tag along with them yeah i'm i'm that like i'm definitely not that early adopter it's like i'll wait until the dust settles and then then be like oh this is the one that everyone's picked eventually i'll go there (laughs) yeah i'd rather just do that too much hassle trying to make all these (laughs) accounts for things i'm never going to use if 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 you could have like if someone could develop something i'm sure someone has but like you literally post it and it posts it to everywhere like, and you no, just they have... do have that. Uh, <laughs> they do. <laughs> I thought I thought I came up with something really clever then. <laughs> you did yeah. in your own little world. <laughs> it's a very odd world to live yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of um, came to the end of the questions I've got for yourself, Jasmine. I don't know if there's anything you'd like to talk about at all. No, I no, nah, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed getting to hear a little bit about you and kind of what you're doing with your life and music and your work so no i think i'm good excellent well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you for taking time out of your day to chat to myself i really appreciate it no thank you for having me as mentioned previously you can check out more information about jasmine and her work on her website and twitter which are linked in the episode bio You can also hear more from Beats and Bleeps in the coming weeks with new episodes, as well as hearing the catalogue of episodes that are available wherever you get your platforms. And finally, I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.